Hello, and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. This week, we're doing another coaching session, and we're pulling out the book. We are digging through it and seeing what the universe wants us to talk about, and I think we landed on a great topic, especially for right now. So here we go. Let's do the work. Okay. I'm going to say a little prayer. We're going to open this book to the page that the listeners need to know about today. Here we go. I'm got my eyes closed, so I'm literally just going to flip the point. Oh, interesting. I pointed to uh, recommending the book The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity by Edwin Gaines. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I think we could also talk a little bit about that specific book, but also some other recommendations of stuff that you might be wanting to read, reach out and read about. So that's awesome. I think that's a great topic. Well, and one of the four spiritual laws of prosperity that is that I'm talking about in this book is constant forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, I discovered constant forgiveness on my own, and then uh, a couple months later, the four spiritual laws of prosperity by Edwin Gaines was recommended to me, and sure enough, one of her four spiritual laws of prosperity is the practice of constant forgiveness. Mm, perfect. So for me, it's very powerful to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I figured something out. And then <laughs> I knew I figured this out on my Somebody own. else did. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Um, and that's such an important part of this work, too. You know, like it it's just, ugh, you know, it's one of those things where I think that was one of the first things that I hooked on to as a thing I could do. Um, I wasn't very good at it at first, but I mean, it wasn't in, in terms of like recognizing, okay, forgive yourself or, you know, for, okay, forgive yourself. Forgive it sometimes yeah. it's like, I have to say it, you know, every two seconds, but you know, right. other times it's like, I can just really just, oh, okay, well, moving on. Um, Screw that up. Yep. yep. <laughs> Nothing I can do about that now. Uh, gotta yeah. keep moving for forward. Me it's all things that come up from my past too. Like I'll remember something I did in high school that I wasn't nice to somebody or, you know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. it's like it's it's things like that that i'm like oh god i wish i wouldn't have done that or, yes. you know and it's like the it's driving like, down well, the street and you remember something and all of a sudden you're like embarrassed and ashamed and all these things by still. yourself uh-huh. yeah. and you're like what good does that do and it's not in this now moment so it's like there's nothing if there's something i can like if there's some cleanup to do like if I, there's somebody i need to get in touch with you know for my past that i haven't been in integrity with you know, and it's not complete, then I want to go get it complete. And that's important. But if it's just, you know, a lot of times it's just, and, and, you know, for me, nine times out of 10, it's stuff I did where I sabotage my own success. Yeah. Yeah. And I can give myself for that and mm-hmm. move on. Cause I had a lot of that going on all throughout my past. Oh yeah. I think, you know, and, and being able to look at it from that perspective of, uh, that you not bringing the past into the future as well, you know, because if, if you are constantly like letting yourself get in that spiral of, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Um, and then you start living in that in the now too. And then it's like, Oh, okay. I'm letting this thing that is taking over me from something that was so long ago. It's like 20 years ago, I did this thing. And now it's like all I can think about. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't end up getting me anywhere very fast. So being able to say, nope. I did that and I learned from it and now I'm going to move on from it. Um, right. Is a empowering thing. I love the phrase that worry is like a long ride on a wooden horse. It gets you nowhere, but you get splinters in your ass. <laughs> ah. 
Oh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's got to be a quote that's on a true. meme somewhere. That's perfect. Long ride on a wooden horse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go nowhere but get splinters in your ass. Yes. Oh, so, so true. That's a fact. Yes. So true. So, you know, all those things of managing the mind. And, you know, one of the things that's so important to me is to, you know, I, if I'm out of whack, I was a little out of whack yesterday. I was uh, concerned about a decision I'm making around business and um, just didn't feel like I, you know, was feeling very right. And uh, so before I got on my calls, I turned on Michael Beckwith and just listened to him for like three minutes, probably. And that's all it took mm-hmm. was three minutes um, because... Michael Beckwith is, uh, for me, somebody who in seconds can get me back to feeling in alignment. And part of that is because he always starts out by making sure to say, you know, we can observe this mind so it's not us. Oh, yes. We can observe this body so it's not us. And so, and he just immediately gets you grounded in. So who you are then is not your mind, not that monkey mind, and not this body, but the one who can observe it. And if you are the one who can observe it, then that means you are some, are a, you know, spirit connected to all there is. And he just gets you in that, he just, you know, he just gets me in that mode, right. like, immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. I can get into that conversation in, like, three seconds. That's awesome. Um, and for me, that's the muscle, is to constantly be flexing that muscle, because when I'm in, again, when I'm in that conversation, which I'm very powerfully sitting in lately at, uh, we're having, I'm having real good stuff happening at my church that keeps me anchored in that conversation. And I'm very, being very intentional about being anchored in that conversation. And it keeps me from all the things, it keeps me from hijack. It keeps me from worry. It keeps me from stewing. It keeps me, in fact, you mentioned this last time this, I wanted to, I wanted us to talk about this. I don't know. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but, um, I said something like I doubled down on my spirituality and you were like, if whatever that means, like whatever that means. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't, yeah, like, I don't know what that means. Uh, for me, what that means, and this is my, con- this is my question to you. So when I say, because for me, there's a big difference between meditating to just meditate and clear my mind, which is a practice for the mind, right? Right. For the brain. Uh-huh. You could even say it's a practice for the brain. And that is the thing that thickens up the hypothalamus and hippens up. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it hippens it. Hippens up. Hippens <laughs> it up. It thickens up the hypothalamus and it thickens the amygdala. Uh huh. Right. So because it does that, it literally grows gray matter. Like you thicken up your brain. So therefore, you're less reactive, and the hypothalamus is your awareness brain, so you're more aware. Mm-hmm. Right. You become more conscious, and you become less reactive. That's the piece of meditation that is actually, like, we're doing that for the mind. Right. 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 Not your part of you that can observe the mind, right? Uh Actually, the mind, the The brain. We call it the brain. Right. 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 For me, that is not a spiritual practice. Okay. Okay. That is a mental practice. That is an exercise that I exercise my brain around. My spiritual practice is that when I go into that meditation, I connect... And I say, I am the presence of, I am in the presence of pure being. Okay. And I get myself connected and to that piece of me that is the observer. Okay. So. When I say down on my spiritual work, I mean double down on my amount of time that I'm connecting to that. Okay. That is helpful. <laughs> that is very helpful. Yeah. Because I think that that is uh, a piece that I 
am missing, uh, honestly, because I think that when I think of my spiritual work, um, I think that that's always, and we've talked about this before, is that's always been something that I've sort of struggled with because I didn't really even know what that meant. You know, what is spiritual work? And if it, if I'm not like a religious person and if I, does that mean I'm supposed to be praying? Does it supposed to mean that I'm supposed to be meditating? Does it mean that I'm supposed to like go out in nature and like stare at a leaf? You know, like what the hell am I supposed to be doing? Um, but connecting to source or connecting to yes. the universe or connecting to yeah. the, 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 the bigger thing. The fact that you just said source without blinking <laughs> is, do you get that? Like, do you remember? Like uh, it was, it was uh, maybe last year's podcast when you were like, Source freaks me out. Don't say source. Don't say source. That, that's creepy. <laughs> oh, how far we have come. Oh, yeah. Like, don't say source. That creeps that's me out. Weird. Now you're like connecting to source. Connect, I'm like, when I connect to source, I get it now. I understand. It doesn't creep me out anymore. So there we go. I've actually, yeah, yeah that's a that's a growth growth pattern, but. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's the, it's the connectedness piece of it and knowing that I'm part of something bigger than myself and getting outside of the internal, uh, dialogue that is yeah. spiritual work. I would assert that people go to church all the time and pray all the time and they aren't connecting to source. Agreed. And I know that I have, I mean, I know that I have in the past and I know that I have me too recently, you know, that, um, I'll say to myself, I'm, I'm all out of sorts, I'm all whacked out, and I'll go and I'll say I'm going to go meditate for five minutes and I'll pick out some sort of guided meditation and I sit there the whole time and I feel like, okay, I did that. And it was like a nice calming breathing type of thing, but I still feel like sort of an empty thing versus those times where you do go and you have that, that connected thing where you come out of it and there's almost like your heart feels bigger your 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 shoulders feel back you know like there's just this approach to the world that is um different you know you can feel it physically when you've had that connectedness happen versus it being yeah. something that's just like a thing that I did in order to like calm myself down or make myself feel a little bit better in the moment um there's there's a huge difference between those two things and I so I see it I know that I have, I know the difference between those things, but I don't think that I ever connected that to the difference between, you know, brain work and spiritual work. Yeah, yeah. So that's an important distinction. Mm-hmm. Because it is, you know, when we're working on the mind, we're working on that piece of us that is, it's our home. The mind, our body is our home for us. <laughs> right. For lack right. of a better word. Yeah. For who we truly are. Mm-hmm. It's that connecting into who we truly are and connecting up to source. I assert that that gives me uh, a total different. It shifts me. Mm-hmm. Completely. It can shift me into, again, loving the transphobia out of people to coming from love to not taking things personally to, you know, everything. If I'm in that space, boy, you can, I mean, I'm so resilient. Oh. And that is one of those you know, hits you in the gut kind of feelings too, where uh, you can, when we've talked about this recently as well, where you sort of feel like you're doing the work on sort of a surface level, um, where you're saying all the right things and, you know, your rat brain has taken over, you're a smart rat and you know the words to say and 
you know, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to exercise and I'm going to do all these things and I'm instituting self-care and I can do all of those things and still not be connected, you know, because right. it's like, so it's just sort of skimming along the surface. And yeah. it's that while I think is good because it's still, I'm in practice and I'm still, you know, stretching that muscle and I'm still doing yeah. the things that I need to do. It isn't really until you make that sort of connected moment where you can really truly say, I felt this shift. Um, yes. That you are in the work in the same way. Yes. And I would also assert that there is a, that it takes a willingness on our part to intentionally connect and or ask, ask. Mm. It's that whole world of asking, getting clear about what you want and asking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's in, in my steps, that's, you know, like step three is getting clear about what you want, but it's also asking for it. Right. Yes. In all avenues. I'm talking about literally asking for what you're worth in your business all the way to asking God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, the light beings that surround you, angels. I don't care what you call them. You could call them aliens. I could give a damn. <laughs> but whatever it is that you connect to that it ha- that has you connected up to your whatever we would call source. Right. Yeah. And I think there's – and once you ask, though, then – I mean, there's just – for me, anyway, when I ask, there's no way it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to to believe that that's what is possible even at that point. Um, yes. There's there's a – and I think that those are the difference between those moments where we um, – even on coaching calls where you sort of hear people talking and they're walking through it and they're walking through it and we're, we're breaking it down and, and we're sort of letting them dig into what they're, they're thinking about. But there's this moment where you hear the shift happen and that's like yeah. where you go – Yes, you know, you have yeah, made that happens. connection. That's right. Yeah, you've made that connection yeah. and Source is going, okay, awesome, yeah. let's do that. Energetic. That's so much better than all of this other stuff that we've been dealing with. Yeah, one of my, did I tell you, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but um, we heard a speaker, uh, Bert Nash brought in, did I talk about this, the guy Kevin Hines? Uh-uh. I don't think and the so. Kevin Hines story. Uh-uh. So uh, we can put this in the show notes. Kevin Hines story dot com. He uh, is a speaker, and he's one of the few people who survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh wow! It's like of the hundreds and people, thousands of people who've jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. I think twenty four of them have survived, or thirty six have survived, and twenty four are still alive, or something wow. like that. Wow! But um. The thing that got my attention that he didn't even really, I mean, he said the words, but he didn't emphasize it as much as I would have liked him to as a speaker. But what I came away with that, his talk, um, two things. A, I want to honor the guy because he didn't make it like I had mental illness and was suicidal and now I'm all better. (laughs) He was like, I have a mental illness that I have to deal with on a daily basis and this is what I do. You know, I have a routine, I breathe, I do yoga, I, you know, I eat right, I do all these things because it's my job to take care of my mental illness, nobody else's. And so I really honored him for that, for like being somebody who's willing to say at any given moment, I can look at a sign and it can tell me to go kill myself or kill somebody else. And I have to do my work so that I don't end up like that. So I really honored his integrity and his willingness to own it and great guy. 
But the thing in his story that I found the most powerful, at least one of the things, was that he was on that bridge for 40 minutes crying and pacing, and nobody noticed him. Wow. 40 40 40 minutes. minutes. 40 minutes. Not one person noticed him. He finally, somebody asked him, stopped and asked him if he would take their picture. Oh, my God. So right after that, that's when he jumped off the bridge. He took somebody's picture and then jumped off the bridge. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, but here's the deal. As soon as he jumped off the bridge, on his way down, he had four seconds. And in those four seconds, he said, I don't want to die. God, please help me. Wow. Nobody saw him for 40 minutes. Yeah. He jumps and asks for help. Somebody saw him. Yeah. Somebody yeah. saw him whose best friend worked for the Coast Guard, <gasps> who happened to be on duty, and got to him in 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. He hits the water. He hits the water. And his whole body is broken except for his arms. So he starts using his arms to swim towards uh-huh. the shore. And he keeps feeling something circling him and bumping him. And he thinks, holy crap, I survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge and I'm going to get at by a shark. All right. <laughs> yes. Come to find out, get this, come to find out it was a sea lion. <gasps> no way. Circling him and keeping him afloat. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm not done. Coast Guard got to him in 10 minutes. They got him to the hospital. The one doctor, one in all of California, (laughs) the (laughs) one doctor that is the surgeon that could work on his back, wasn't supposed to be at the hospital, but had gotten called in and invented a surgery like literally made it up on the spot that has this guy walking and talking and hasn't been able to stand up and walk. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So 40 minutes of crying, pacing and in self, and I would assert probably huge pity self part, right? That's mm-hmm. how we feel before we want to kill ourselves. And nobody notices. The minute he says, help, he gets somebody who knows a Coast Guard person, a sea lion, and a surgeon. Jesus, Lord, yes. If this does not exemplify (laughs) the message to ask for help, I don't know what does. Yeah. I mean, it's such a power. For me, I was just like, oh, my God, go back and say that again. Make sure people yes. get this. People hear that it. asking for help is what we have to do. And it sometimes, and who knows how it will show up, but I promise if you ask, yes. it is given. And that, and that, the, and what is, what shows up. I mean, like, that is what's amazing to me as well is like the, you know, what we might picture in our head is the help. You know, like the answer right. that really, right. who would have thought that a fucking sea lion was going to be help, right? you know, like, right. so be a, open to whatever that help might be once you've asked for help as well. Like being able to see that it might not be the image that you thought it was going to be, but it's still the help that is there to provide, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. 
that is not an amazing story. Such an amazing story. Yeah, Holy for me God. it was like the it's the epitome of asking for help story. Oh yeah. Like it, there's just no denying it as you're sitting there in self and nobody's going to notice you and the minute you say help me and he got flocked by help. A fucking sea lion. A fucking Come sea on. lion. Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm like. What? A sea lion. Holy. A sea lion. A sea lion. Oh my lord. Yeah. That is yeah, such an amazing story. He found out about the sea lion. He still thought it was a shark uh-huh. for a long time until he was telling his own story and somebody in the audience came up to him and said, Kevin, that wasn't a shark. I was there. That was a sea lion. Oh my gosh! He didn't even know. He didn't even know. <laughs> he didn't know there was a. He didn't. Know, he just knew it. It didn't eat him, and it kept him afloat. It kept him going. And he kept throwing this thing bumping. He was like this. That the the guy was like, no, there's a sea lion that was circling you. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Imagine that. Yeah, I've got like goosebumps on goosebumps right now. Like well, what? Yeah. And it's such a power. And it reminded me too. Like I, I'm. I'm really good at asking for what I need and I'm, I'm better and better at it all the time. But it just reminded me that like, I just, I want to be somebody who's willing to ask. And I am not, <laughs> I am working on it. It's like, okay, so I am up till now. I have not been good at asking for help. Uh, and, and I end up, you know, even when I, the more that I need help, the more that I turn internally. Um, and I just, shut down. Um, and so, and then I also think that's where if why it hit me so hard with the, how many different versions of what help was. I think that I also like that, that part of my brain that says this, you know, I'm going to ask for help and it's going to come in this specific form. Um, right. And when I don't see that come out and it's not happening, I feel like, well, I wasn't helped, you know, so it didn't work. You know, nobody was there to help me. Um, but being open to all the possibilities of what that help could, could look like. Um, right. And it, that's like the three boats in a helicopter yes, story. Which I love. Yeah. Right. That's what sort of sent me on that journey. <laughs> you know, like I sent three boats in a helicopter, you idiot. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what did you think what those were? Oh, man. <laughs> I sent a sea lion, damn it. Like, come on. I sent you a sea lion. Can you imagine a sea lion? I just can't even. Oh, wow. When he was telling that story, I was just like, I was, of course, bawling, but also just blown away by that whole piece of it. The ask piece. Um, Yeah. You got to ask. You got to (laughs) ask. And the more I ask and the more I'm willing to acknowledge the fact that that I am connected and so, therefore, I'm surrounded by help constantly, the easier it gets. And then... You know, I think that you can, can flip back to the beginning of the conversation with the constant forgiveness thing um, is yeah. the fact that sometimes we don't ask for help because we're punishing ourselves um, over and over and over again. And, and, and just even asking for, for, you know, even just like the constant forgiveness piece, You when you hit that forgiveness in a true way, then being able to say like, I can't do this on my own uh is I think easier uh, because you you're just opening yourself up to the possibility that there's there's something beyond it too if that makes sense yeah oh it makes perfect sense whoo what a and 
Incredible story. So, well, we hit with Edwin Gaines. We started that with uh, pointing in the picture and the four spiritual laws of prosperity. Well, I'm always happy to recommend. In fact, it's funny that that opened that because I just um, had dinner last night with our pastor and she spent a weekend with Edwin Gaines and ended up at the end of a weekend with Edwin Gaines, which aren't that expensive. Like her weekends are like 300 bucks, something like that. Yeah. Um, she has you. I know one of the things that she had her do was they took a bath in in money. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they just have six thousand dollars they play around in or something. Oh, cool. <laughs> but as they're doing that, they're having people affirm you and bless you, mm. and so that that symbol of cash gets intermingled with with blessing and abundance and prosperity and words of that, rather than it being a because right now I don't know about you, but I often don't see the symbol of money and the affirmation of prosperity in the same boat. Nope. It's a hard one. You know yeah. what I mean? I can really hold them separate. And she said for her, it really broke down that for her that symbol of money that then got, instead of having it be a symbol that didn't represent spirituality, all of a sudden it was intermingled with the blessings and affirmations and, um, that really broke down that wall for her. And then at the end of it, she walked on fire. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she'd never done that. I've always thought, I've always and, wanted to You know, to Tony Robbins does that. He does walk on fire. Um, this was a spirit-guided workshop because it was all ministers at the time. But still, even then, it's gonna if it's Edwin Gaines, she's going to have you be spirit-guided. And the way it, she said, you just walked around the fire until you were guided to walk on the fire. And she was like, and I wasn't going to walk. Yeah, you're like, nope. <laughs> like, I'm good. Like, I'm going to walk on fire. Yeah. <laughs> But she was she was guided, and then it and she didn't. It just felt like soft powder. Holy her. crap! I've seen it happen so many times. I've always been like, "Dude, y'all are amazing." And you know, she's like, once you defy physics, yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard to look. You can pretty much, you know, it's hard. It's a, it's an easy leap to then think anything you can do on this plane is possible. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, once you like aren't in like when it, when it feels like you're really stepping outside of what you consider reality. Uh, that is, that's an incredibly empowering. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So the Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity exactly. is a book that we are going to link in the show notes as well. It's a high, high record. Yeah, and I, I reference it in my book a lot. It's one of my favorite ones. Also, you know, I love Ed Edwin Gaines because she's sassy. She's a much older uh uh, woman from Alabama, so she's got this great accent, um, and uh, she's real sassy. So if you want a treat, and we could maybe put these in the show notes, we could link one of her YouTube oh, videos. Sure. Um, just because they're fun. She's a fun person to watch, um, and it's short. Like, you can watch a 20-minute YouTube video on Edwin Gaines and get um, really get a dose of her prosperity consciousness. She's somebody who... The way she speaks it is she went from holes in the shoes, poverty to massive wealth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I think we all could use yeah. a little dose of prosperity these days. Uh, you yeah. know, I think that that's one of those things that people um, start to put on the back burner a little bit when you're initially in this work because you think that there are so many other things that are more, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? evolved or whatever i think that sometimes people can just like your pastor was saying you know equate prosperity or money with evil or not 
you know, like there's, there's a, that you shouldn't want more or that you shouldn't want to have that level of financial success, that it's more about personal fulfillment and, you know, being a good person and blah, 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 which is all good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not important. Um, but you know, it doesn't hurt. I I don't think anybody's going to turn down a million dollars, you know, um, that would be nice. I'll, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, to, to say that, um, that's something that I want to eradicate is a conversation that being prosperous is not spiritual, Mm. you know, and and to get over that whole conversation that making money is bad and that having money is not, you know, enlightened. I don't know all that stuff. Uh, because the more money you make, the bigger difference you can make in this country. This, this, the way this world works is on money, and so the bigger difference, the more money you make, the bigger difference you can make. And you don't have to like shun it all and go live in a yurt someplace and like, uh, no. you know, that's how you're going to. be. I mean, you can if that's sure. what you're into. Yeah, but but it's not what nope. I'm into. <laughs> I'm into experiences, and you know what? That takes that takes some money to make it happen, and. And I'm into being able, you know, some of the best feelings that you have in the world are when you're able to, like, donate to a cause that's important to you. Um, and those are those things that uh, the open hand allows you to do because you're giving and receiving in that time frame. And prosperity is an important piece of that. So, awesome. Yay. Well, what a, what a, yeah. what a, one of those things, you know, again, the universe speaks very quickly and easily. You had just talked about Edwin Gaines. We point to Edwin Gaines. There's so many pieces of that constant forgiveness. The story of the sea lion coming. Asking for help. Ask for help, people. Ask for help. Ask for help from the universe. Ask for help from your coaches, from your friends, from your... I mean, don't ask for help from people who are going to enable you and treat you like you can't manage yourself. (laughs) Really ask for help from people who are who uh, who want to teach you to fish and who are there to also support you. And just please ask for help. Um, it's so important. So important. All right. Well. Makes a big difference. Thank you so much. Great work. Great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, we will uh, see you next week. Join us on the Facebook page. And you know what? Ask us for help there, too. Uh, got a bunch of people there listening yeah. in our wedding. We've got a whole tribe yeah. of people over there helping each other out. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So come and ask for help. If there's a space that you need, we're here for you. Join us at jandbecca.com um, or doing the work with Jay and Becca yeah. on Facebook. And, you know, before we go, I just want to make sure to say, especially for the people who are local, that I will be doing my last seminar on September 7th here in Lawrence. And so uh, if you're local or if you just want to come in and go to, and at least for now, it's the, I will be doing that seminar, I think, live again, but it won't be here. <laughs> we'll be going to Maui or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but um, so if anybody, especially people local, uh, want to get in on that uh, last live seminar at September 7th, then you want to get to the website and get registered. That is at jpriorcoaching.com. Dot com. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going, or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of 
links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.